Amen. I want us tonight to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 11. I'm going to read one verse of Scripture. It is a familiar verse. Uh, At least the reading of it is familiar. But I... Continue to be amazed at the things that I uncover from the word of the Lord. Verses that I've read, I've quoted, I've referenced, I've talked about, I've preached about, I've heard others preach about. And uh, then lo and behold, you find something In it, you just haven't seen before. And uh, that's not to try to set your sights too high. I don't don't want you expecting some profundity, twice profounded tonight. Um, Just simple stuff. That's all I know how to, that's all I know how to do is just give you simple stuff. But, but um, it's truth, and that's what's important. That's what's important. Amen. Praise God. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Seeing as how I've never, I've never preached this or taught this, I, I don't know if this will be Bible study or sermon or what it'll be tonight just going to be the delivery of my heart and um, I'm just going to give it my best and give it my all amen Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 12 Jesus is speaking and he says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. I'm going to try to preach to you tonight about taking the kingdom by force. Taking the kingdom by force. Praise God. Would you put your Bibles down and lift your hands, lift your voices, and let's talk to the Lord right now. tonight. I can't do this without you. Lord God, I know that my words cannot affect the hearts of men and women. But God, I know that your spirit and your anointing can make the difference. And I ask you tonight, God, help me to deliver the burden of my heart to this people, I pray. We thank you now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Let's worship the Lord one more time before we're seated tonight. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, this verse, as I said, has been preached many times. 
And uh, I've heard it explained a lot of ways. I've heard it used a lot of ways. This church, those that have been around any amount of time, know that uh, I have frequently stated that there is only one interpretation for any given verse of Scripture. Uh, the Apostle Peter said that uh, no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. And so there's only one interpretation. There can be many Many applications made from a passage of Scripture, but only one interpretation. And I've heard a lot of uh, ideas as to what the interpretation of this verse is. In fact, in fact, as I began to look at different translations, I want to tell you it's not just the commentators and it's not just the preachers who differ in uh, the of this verse, but even the translators uh, and or translating committees, uh, whoever was the translating, um, they seemed to come up with different ideas as to what was being said when they examined it in the Greek language, and and I think I uh, know the reason for that, and I'll explain that in a few moments, but... but um, uh, if I don't forget, I'll explain it in a few moments because it's not in my notes. But I do want to try to come back to that. But, but anyhow, um, when, when you look at the different translations of this verse, let me read to you just a few translations so that you can kind of get a feel for uh, how varied the ideas are as to what Jesus was trying to say. Uh, the Bible in basic English says... And from the days of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of heaven is forcing its way in. And men of force take it. Then the contemporary English version says, from the time of John the Baptist until now, it seems like they at least agree on that part of it, um, violent people have been trying to take over the kingdom of heaven by force. So there's another idea. Um, the Dewey Reams Bible says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent bear it away. The International Standard Version says, from the days of John the Baptist until the present, the kingdom from heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people have been attacking it. And then the Jubilee Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, life is given unto the kingdom of the heavens and the valiant take hold of it. So there, that's a lot of different ways to, to look at one verse. And, and I'm telling you that with each of these translations, there's a totally different concept that's being stated here. And, and so you can understand why men could preach it from so many different angles. Uh, now, I, I want to tell you, I think that the biggest problem, uh, the reason why men have such a problem uh, with this verse and uh, with understanding and even translating this verse. It seems to me that the problem is at least somewhat based on a lack of understanding concerning the phrase, the kingdom of heaven. Because I want to tell you, once you have clearly defined that term, then it seems to me the rest of the verse just kind of explains itself. So stay with me here for just a little while tonight. Amen. Let's talk about the kingdom of heaven. Now, it should be pointed out, first of all, that this phrase kingdom of heaven does not appear anywhere in the Old Testament. 
And neither does the sister phrase, the kingdom of God. These two phrases do not appear in the Old Testament at all. Both of them are used exclusively in the New Testament. Now, that kind of brings us to another differing of opinion. When we talk about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God, and uh, there are those who believe that this is a reference to two different things. Uh, they say that the kingdom of God refers to the Lord's kingdom here on earth, that is, the church. And the kingdom of heaven refers to that kingdom that's in the heavenly realm. All right? Now, that would make sense if that's... If that's the, the, the reasoning behind it, it would make sense as to why we've got two different terms here. Um, and uh, uh, maybe there is some merit to that. But, but I want to tell you, as I began to look into it, I have come to the conclusion that that is not a correct delineation in these two terms. Amen. Now, first of all, the kingdom of heaven, that term, the kingdom of heaven, you might be surprised to know, appears only in the gospel of Matthew. Nowhere else. It's not used in any other gospel. It's not used anywhere else in the New Testament. It's only in the gospel according to Matthew. And uh, you will, those of you who were here uh, eons ago when I was teaching verse by verse from the book of Matthew, might remember Matthew was writing his gospel to a Jewish audience and he was presenting Christ as the king of the Jews. He was writing about a kingdom. He was talking about a king, amen, and presenting Christ as the king that the Jews were expecting. And Matthew talks about the kingdom of heaven, but no other gospel writer, no other New Testament writer uses that phrase. Now, Matthew not only uses kingdom of heaven, however, he also uses the phrase kingdom of God. And the phrase kingdom of God is, is used uh, throughout not only Matthew, but also all four of the Gospels and the book of Acts and five of the epistles. So, so, so just, I know this is all just, it may seem trivial to you, but it's, it's really not trivial at all. Uh, it's, 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 it's important that we get a, get a grasp of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking the kingdom by force. and We've got to understand what the kingdom is. Amen. And so, so the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Now, now if the kingdom of heaven is strictly dealing with that eternal abode of the soul, then we've got some problems with some of the passages in Matthew. Follow with me here for a few moments. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hmm. So John is preaching, Repent, because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then when Jesus comes along, this is the very next chapter, uh, that was chapter 3 of Matthew, in chapter 4 of Matthew, Matthew 4, verse 17, Jesus is preaching now. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, Repent for, for the, kingdom, for the of kingdom of heaven is at hand. Is at hand. Now, if we're going to say that the kingdom of heaven uh, refers to that heavenly realm, the eternal abode of the soul, then we've got a problem with what uh, John and Jesus were preaching. I don't think anybody would claim that these men were saying the rapture is about to take place. Heaven is close at hand, and we're about to all go to heaven. That's not what they're saying. There was a kingdom that was nigh at hand, but it wasn't heaven in the heavenlies. Now, 
Furthermore, uh, when you go through, and I won't take the time to do this, but, but you can look at the many, many parables. As I said, kingdom of heaven is used exclusively in the gospel of Matthew. And Matthew, you'll remember, uh, has a lot of Jesus' sayings. Uh, we talked about this when we taught on Matthew because, again, he was portrayed as a king, and a king issues edicts. A king speaks. Mark portrayed him as the suffering servant. A servant acts. So Mark doesn't record as much of Jesus preaching. He shows more of Jesus' activity. But Matthew records a lot of Jesus' sermons, a lot of his messages, a lot of his parables. And many of these parables begin by saying, the kingdom of heaven is like. And then he'll go on to say, it's like a grain of mustard seed. Or the kingdom of heaven is like uh, a treasure hid in a field. Or the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant man. Um, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that's cast into the sea and gathereth all kinds. So it becomes clear when you look at the way kingdom of heaven is used in Matthew that it's not talking about that, that realm in the heavenlies. All right, that's, that's not what he's dealing with. Uh, but, but I've come to believe that it, was, it is strictly just another way of saying the same thing as the kingdom of God. I believe that these terms are interchangeable, that they refer to the same thing. And, and this becomes abundantly clear when you start tracing back the history of this term, the kingdom of God, and the history of the term, the kingdom of heaven. Now, you're going to stay with me for just a few minutes. This is what's not in my notes, but I'm going to, I'm going to give this to you. As, as I began to do some research, I, I ran across this, and I was surprised to find this out. As I said, this is nowhere used in the Old Testament. But what I did find is that, that during the time of the second temple which was Herod's temple that temple uh, that was uh, standing in the days of the life of Jesus it was during that time that this group we're all familiar with called the Pharisees uh, they you know they had a way of taking the commandments of God and and I mean they would explain them like the amplified Bible on steroids if you've ever used, anybody ever used the Amplified Bible? You know what I'm talking about. Amplified Bible, you know, they take one word and they give you about ten words there so they can make sure you understand it. That's the way the Pharisees did with the commandments of God. And here's what I found out, that the Pharisees, before Jesus even began his ministry, these terms were already in use by the Pharisees. They were terms they were familiar with. In fact, terms that they had coined. And, and they did it because this was part of their um, uh, trying to obey the commandments of God. You know, the, the Bible said, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. So they wanted to be careful about just saying God or, or, or Elohim or Yahweh or, or, or any of those names of God. And so many times they would make reference, rather than referring to God, they would just refer to heaven. And it gave them a way around. It's kind of like, you know, now I don't know, I haven't heard it done that much, but when I was a boy, I used to hear people say, oh, thank heaven. And, and you know, when they said thank heaven, we understood what that meant. It was the same as saying thank God, right? And, and you just, you, you submitted, or, or you, you substituted heaven for God. And that's what they did. It was just a way of putting something in there that was more palatable to them and they felt more comfortable using that. Now, they didn't mind saying God. They did talk about the kingdom of God, but again, if they were referring to the kingdom of God, then, then that, that made it a little easier to talk about him, you see. But, but, but here's what I want you to know, that when they started talking about the kingdom of God, they were speaking of something very specific. These terms had a, had a very specific meaning to 
the Pharisees. To the rabbis, uh, one Hebrew scholar I, I was reading, um, he, he referred to the sages of that day. That is, uh, the, the, um, we're not talking about a kind of brush or you know, sage brush. We're, we're talking about wise men, men of, of wisdom, men uh, that uh, were highly respected elders and, and rabbis, teachers, um, men who, who um, helped others to understand and led and directed others. But, but one Hebrew scholar uh, said that these ancient rabbis and sages, uh, these men of wisdom in Jesus' day, would frequently use the terms kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven, but they used them in a very limited sense. Now hear me. They used them to refer to the rule of God over a person who keeps or begins to keep the written and oral commandments. Here's what they said, Brother Goff. They said that to come into God's kingdom meant that that person came under God's rule and authority. Well, hallelujah. You, you understand the picture. This is what they're saying. You have now entered into a kingdom that is ruled by a holy being. And if you are going to operate in this kingdom, you've got to operate by his rules. You've got to obey his authority. You've got to submit to his dictates. That's the only way that you can be in the kingdom of God. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And so we see that that's exactly the way Jesus, to me, when I saw this, this opened things up so much in the scripture. I want to show you just a few things tonight. Amen. Just, just, just bear with me here tonight. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 7 because we're going to stick here for just a little while. But, but to me, when you understand Jesus is using their terminology, and their definition. All right? This, this is not something he made up. This is something they talked about. Coming into God's kingdom was somebody that would obey the commandments. That would do what God told them to do. That's what it took. Hallelujah. So look at Matthew chapter 7. This, this to me makes so much more sense when you understand that's what the kingdom of God is. Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 through 23. Read. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom see, of heaven. See, look, look, listen to me, church. And, and I know this is, this is Bible study, I guess. I, I don't expect you to run the aisles right now, but listen to me. I want you to hear this. All of these preachers out there that are saying, just, you know, pray the sinner's prayer. Just accept the Lord as your personal Savior. It goes against everything when you really understand. Now, now this is what I, 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 I was going to say a while ago that I didn't put in my notes, and then I forgot to come back and say it. The reason why the translators, I believe, have so much trouble coming to a proper understanding of this verse is because they're trying to strictly translate it from the Greek. They're not looking at it from the standpoint of the Jew. These were Jews that wrote these verses. These were Jews that had this mindset. In fact, I, I was I, when I, I got I got so interested in this, uh, and I don't want to. I certainly don't want to get way off topic here. But I got to looking at even when Jesus made the statement about Herod, and he said, "You go tell that fox." You know, they, they said Herod wants to kill you, and Jesus said, "You go tell that fox." And and uh, um, people get up and say, you know, he was talking about how how sly Herod was, and and, that, and when I got to reading this 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 Hebrew scholar, he said that's not at all what Jesus was saying. That he was not comparing him to some sly creature. You gotta, you gotta think from a Jewish mindset. And he said to the Jews, the fox was kind of the opposite of the lion. 
And so when he called Herod a fox, he was saying, Herod thinks he's a lion. He thinks he's some bad dude. But I want Herod to know he doesn't have any power at all. He's nothing more than a little fox. He can't do anything to me. And you can tell him I said so. Well, hallelujah, it just changes everything when you look at it from the perspective of the people who wrote it. And so when they started writing about the kingdom of God, for preachers to come along now and say, all you got to do is just accept the Lord. All you got to do is believe on the Lord. All you got to do is pray the sinner's prayer. You've missed the whole point. You don't get into the kingdom of God by praying the sinner's prayer and accepting Christ and believing on the Lord. You can't be in this kingdom if you're not going to obey what the king says. Now listen, listen. Here's what he said. Read, read, read. But he that doeth the will not of the Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into that kingdom of heaven just because you've called my name. Just because you prayed that prayer, just because you said you accepted me, that doesn't put you in the kingdom. Well, who goes in the kingdom then? Jesus said it right here. He that doeth the will of my... Who's the father? That's the king. He that does the will of the king, that's who's in the kingdom. Right, right, right. Read. Which is in heaven. Uh-huh. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied oh, we've in we prophesied in your name. And in thy name have cast we've out cast devils. We've cast out devils in your name. And in thy name done in your many name, wonderful we've works. We've done all kinds of wonderful works, but listen to what he says. And then will I profess to them. But I'm going to profess them, to them. I never knew I you. I never knew you. Depart from, depart from me. Depart from me. Ye that work, ye iniquity. That work iniquity. That is lawlessness. Depart from me. You don't belong in this kingdom. You're not doing what the king says. You're not obeying the king's rules. You may be performing miracles. You may be casting out devils. But you're not living according to the king's rules. Hallelujah. Now look, I mean, this is, this, this is all, it's in context here. Because th- this is verses 21 to 23. So let's back up and see what he's saying just prior to this, all right? Let's back up to verses 16 to 20. Read this. You shall know them by their fruits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, this is all about, Brother Nelson, this is all about you got to do what the king says. How do we know who's a citizen of this kingdom? Well, you look at their fruit. You look and see, are they obeying the rules of the kingdom? Read. Do men gather grapes of thorns uh-huh. or figs of thistles? Yeah. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Uh-huh. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Yeah, it just fruit. doesn't work that way. Read. Every tree that bringeth every forth tree not good fruit that's not is hewn down. producing the fruit that the king wants, it's, it's going to be hewn down. Cast, into, cast the into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits so, ye shall know he them. He said, I'm telling you, this is what you got to do. Just look at their fruits. Just look at their fruits. Just look at the way they behave. Just look at the way they act. And you can tell if they're a citizen of this kingdom or not. That's what he's saying. Well, now, again, we're taking this in context. So, so he's, you know... He's, he's talking here about knowing them by their fruits. And, and you can't have a, a bad tree that's given good fruit. You, a good tree's not going to give bad fruit. But, but he starts this. If your Bible's divided into, into paragraphs or groups uh, of verses, you'll notice 16 is not the beginning of this little section. 15 is. So read what verse 15 says. Beware of false prophets. Well, look at this. Beware of false prophets. Which come to you in sheep's clothing. That come to you in sheep's clothing. But inward, inwardly they are ravening oh, wolves. Oh, Lord, help me. I don't want to get political. I don't want to get political. But let me just, let me just throw this out there. I'm going to tell you, all this talk about the riots at the Capitol building and all that. Who do you think for months has been saying support the blue, back the blue, let's support the policemen. And then you want to tell me that they turn around and trash our Capitol building and, and go to war against the police? 
Look, look. I don't care how they're dressed. I don't care what kind of hat they had on. I'm looking at their fruit. These are the same folks that have been out there in Portland, that have been out there in Chicago. They're doing the exact same things they've been doing out there. Well, take it for what it's worth. I said it. They'll deplatform me. YouTube probably just kicked our channel off. Who knows? I don't care. But I'm just telling you, this is how you tell. This is what Jesus said. He said they may have on sheep's clothing, but on the inside, this is how you know what's real and what's not real. Not by how they're dressed on the outside, but you look at their actions and you tell how they behave. Now, he starts by saying, beware of false prophets. So you know what he's saying? These men that get up and tell you, it doesn't matter how you live. You just believe on the Lord. You just accept Christ. We're all going to sin. I've heard them. We're, you know, we're all sinners. There's just saved sinners and lost sinners, but we're all sinners. And some, some, some singer comes out of the closet and says he's committing an abomination. And they say, well, that's his sin. My sin is greed. And we all have our sins. So let's not condemn. Look, Jesus said, that's a false prophet. That's a false prophet. Look, you don't commit abominations. You don't live in sin and say you're a part of this kingdom. That's not the way this kingdom works. If you're coming into this kingdom, you got to live by the rules of the king. So, 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 so 15 verses, if you're still looking at your Bibles now, verses 15 through 20, he's talking about these false prophets that tell you you can just live any way you want to. Look at a person's fruit. You can tell who they are, what they are by the fruit they bear. And, and then verses 21 through 23, he talks about people that's out there performing miracles and casting out devils, but they're living based on their own rules. They're lawless. They're full of iniquity. And he says, no, no, no. I'm casting you out of the kingdom. You're not a part of this kingdom. And then the very next thing he says, that's verse 23. I'll profess them. I never knew you. Depart from me. Either work iniquity. If you're looking at your Bible, the very next thing he says, verse 23. And then look at what, starts, what he starts saying, beginning with verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth, whosoever these, heareth sayings mine, these sayings of mine and doeth and them. Do with them and do with them. Amen. Read. I will liken, I liken him, him to a wise man, to a wise man built that built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the, rain and, the, descended, and, the floods and the winds came, blew and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it didn't fall because it was, it was founded on a rock. And everyone, and everyone that hears these sayings of mine but refuses to obey what the king says, I'm going to liken him to a foolish man. He's built his house on the sand. The rains are going to descend on him. The floods are going to come to him. The winds are going to blow against him. They're going to beat on his house. And his house is going to fall. This whole thing is about obeying the king. It's all about living by the dictates of the kingdom. That, my friends, is what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom of God. Obeying God's word. Doing God's will. Living in God's righteousness. In fact, Paul said it this way. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of, God, the kingdom is of God, God meat and is drink, not meat and drink, but, but here's what it is. First of all, number one on the list, here's what it is. Above everything else, it's righteousness. And peace. And it's peace. And joy And it's Ghost. joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. I'm going to tell you, we all like the joy part. We all want the peace part. But it starts out with righteousness. If we're going to live in this kingdom... The kingdom of God is righteousness. Oh, so 
So I, I said when I started, that once you define the term the kingdom of heaven, then the text requires little, if any, interpretation. And, and this is especially true when you read it in context. So, so get your Bibles and, and turn back to Matthew chapter 11. Now, to try to save a little bit of time here. The disciples of John, John's in prison now. Disciples of John come to Jesus with a question. They said, John wants to know, are you the one that's coming or are we supposed to be looking for another? Jesus said, you just go tell him. Tell him that the blind see. That the lame walk. That the poor have the gospel preached to them. Just, just, you just go tell him. Just go tell him that I'm doing the things the king commands. You just go tell him that. And so, so he gives them that word, and then we get to verse 7. Let's start with verse 7. And as they departed. As they departed, that is the disciples of John, as they departed. Jesus began to say unto the multitude Jesus looked around John, to the group that was there, and this is what he said concerning John. What went ye out into the wilderness to see? Hey, let's talk about John for just a minute. What, what were you expecting out of John? Read. A reed shaken with the wind. Were you expecting to see some... Can I still say this and it not be hate speech? Go ahead. Some sissy. Some limp-wristed. Spineless. Whatever with a lisp. What would you have to see? A reed shaken in the wind? Reed. But what went ye out for to see? What'd you go to see? A man clothed in soft rain. I told you this is what he's talking about. You, 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 you go out there expecting to see him and his pink bow tie and purple spotted. Well, I've got to be careful. All right, anyhow. And his merce around his neck. Clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. Uh-huh. With a small K, different, different, different kings. Read. But what went ye what, out what, for to what see? What went ye out for to see? A prophet. A prophet? Yea, I yeah, say I'm, unto you. I'm telling you, he was a prophet. And more In than fact, a prophet. he was more than a prophet. For this is he of whom this it is, is written. This is he of whom it is written. Now listen to this. Behold, Behold I send my I send messenger, my messenger before, before thy face. Thy face. Which shall prepare and here's thy way his job. Thee. He is going to prepare thy way before thee. Jesus came to bring a kingdom. And if the king is going to establish a kingdom, there's got to be a herald, a messenger that goes out and says, the king is coming. Get ready. The king is coming. Wash your face. Change your clothes. Don't look like that in the presence of the king. Are you hearing me? Oh, Joseph had been in prison for years, but when they told him it's time to see the king, the Bible says he shaved himself. He changed his garment. I can't go before the king looking like this. If I'm going to go before the king, i got to look presentable. i got to make some changes to my appearance. And here comes the messenger, and he's preparing the way for the king. Read. 
Verily I say unto you, Verily I say unto among you, them that are born, them that of, are women, born of women, there hath not risen a not greater, risen than, a John greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, Notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now. And from the days now, of John the Baptist until now. The kingdom of heaven kingdom suffereth of violence. Heaven suffereth violence. And the violence and take, the it, violent take it by take force. Take it by force. Read. For all the prophets because and the laws the prophesied prophets. until John. Prophesied till John. And if ye will receive it, if this you'll is Elias. receive it, this is Elijah. Which has four to which come. Which was four to come. He hath ears to hear. If let you've him got hear. ears, let him hear. Amen. Here's what he said. He said John was sent to prepare the way. You better take a good close look at the messenger and what he was doing. You want to understand verse 12, the violent take it by force? Then listen to what John was preaching. Look at what John was doing as he's getting ready for the kingdom. He was preaching repent. All right, stay with me now. Stay with me. Amen. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. We read the first two verses. We're going to read verse 3 with this also. I want you to hear this. Matthew 3, verses 1 through 3. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Yes. And saying, repent. And he said, you got to repent. Why? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You can't keep living the way you're living because the kingdom's here. The kingdom is about to come. There's a kingdom that's about to be established and you can't keep living the way you're living. You gotta repent. You gotta make some changes. Uh, there's got to be a transformation in your life because the kingdom's at hand. Read. For this is he this that is he spoken of that by, the spoken by the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah. saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Yes. Pre prepare ye the way of the Lord. The of the Lord. Make his make path straight. his path straight. Now look, John wasn't just out there saying, repent. Accept the Lord as your personal Savior. That's not what he's doing. Listen to this. Luke chapter 3, verses 7 to 14. Listen. Then said he to the multitude that came so forth. So he's got a whole multitude ready to come join his church. And here's the sermon he gets up and preaches. O generation you of vipers. You bunch of snakes. Who hath warned you to flee who from the wrath to come. Who you to flee from the wrath that's to come. Bring forth therefore fruits. You want me to baptize you? Prove to me you've repented first. Begin not to say within Don't stand there and tell me that Abraham is your father. We have Abraham to our father, for I say because unto you. Because I'm telling you that, that God is able of these stones of these to raise stones up, to raise up Abraham. children unto Abraham if that's what he's got to do. Man, what a sermon. Read. And now also the axe is, the the is laid to the root of the tree. Every tree, and every tree which that's not going to bring forth good fruit, good fruit is, hewn is hewn down cast and it's into the cast into the fire. The people asked him, and saying, people asked what shall him, we do then? What, what are we supposed to do? Tell us, tell us what to do. He answered and said, and he unto said just accept the Lord. And he... Just believe on the Lord. No, he did not. He answered and said... He that have two coats, you got two coats? Let him impart to Why don't him you give one none. to somebody that doesn't have any? And he that hath meat, if you've got meat, let him you share likewise. it with somebody that's hungry. I'm talking about real repentance here. I'm talking about changing your greedy ways. That's what I'm talking about. Amen, amen. Read. Then came also the publicans then to be baptized. Then came the publicans to be baptized. And said, Master, what Master, shall we do? Well, I got a few publicans I'd like to see baptized. Mitch McCutton, never mind. I'm, Then came the publicans to be baptized and said unto him. And he said unto them, exact no more he that said, which I'm is telling appointed you, you. Quit taking more than what you're supposed to take. That's not a good message for, never mind, never mind. All right, exact no more than what's appointed unto you. And the soldiers likewise and the demanded soldiers of him, came saying, and said, and what shall, what we, shall do? we do? And he said and unto he them, said, do violence don't to no do man. Violence to anybody. Any don't falsely. make accusations against others. And be, be happy with, with what you're getting paid. I'm telling you, he's up there telling them, you gotta quit living your ungodly life. We're talking about a new kingdom, and you can't come into this kingdom living the way you've been living. If you're gonna be a citizen in this kingdom, you gotta change.
now, now, now hear me. The things which John was preaching were not easy tasks. These weren't easy things. I mean, he was literally asking these people to change the way they had always lived. This is a total transformation. It was going to require a lot of self-discipline. It's going to be a struggle because there's a nature in here that got used to taking more than they deserved. There's a nature in here that got used to lashing out every time they got angry. Is anybody hearing me tonight? There's an old human nature that's inside a man that wants to get even with everybody that does you wrong. There's an old human nature. Oh, hallelujah. And John is saying you got to do something about that nature. You're not going to be a part of this kingdom living like you're living. You got to address that nature. That's not easy, John. No, you're right. It's not easy. It's going to take self-discipline. In fact, it's going to take crucifying that old nature. And yet, that's the only way you're going to get into the kingdom of heaven. Well, hallelujah. Listen, what John preached to prepare the way is the same message that every one of us have got to hear on a regular basis. I don't care how holy we want people to think we are. I don't care how righteous we want to make everyone believe that we are. There's still a nature here in this old flesh of ours that rises up. Somebody cuts us off, we want to cut them even worse. Somebody says something uh, uh, that's out of the way, we want to be even more harsh. We want to do more to them than what they have done to us. That's our human nature. Oh, hallelujah. Look, Paul described this, Romans chapter 7, verses 15 to 23. Read. For that which I do, I allow not. Mm -hmm. For what I would, that do I not. That's the way it is. Read. But what I hate, that do I. The things I hate, I find myself doing. If then I do that which I would not, if I, I do consent unto the I law which is do, good. I consent to the law that it's good. Read. Now then it is no more that I, I that it's do no it. no more I that do it. But sin that it's dwelleth sin in me. that's dwelling in me that's causing me to do these things. For I know that I know in me, in that me, is in my flesh. That is in my flesh. Dwelleth no there good thing. There is no good thing. For to will is present with I've me. I've got the desire, Brother Goff. I've got the desire to will is present with me. But how to but perform, how to that, perform which good, that which is not. good. That alarm goes off and says it's time to pray. Right. I want to, I want to, I want to. But it's hard. I know I need to fast. But man, that food just smells so good. I know I need to apologize to them for what I said, but surely they understand. To will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I just can't seem to find. Read. For the good that I would, the I good do not. That I would, I do not. But the evil which I would but not, the evil that, that I, I do. don't want to do, that's what I find myself doing. Read. Now if I do that I would not, I do it is no I more do, I that do it. It's not me that's doing it. But the sin that dwelleth in that me. that sin that's in my nature. That's what has taken over. If I am doing the things that I should not be doing, it's because sin is taking over again. Read. I find then a law. I find a law. When I would do good. When I want to do good. Listen. 
evil this, is present. Wait a minute. This is the great apostle Paul. This is the man who saw miracles. This is the man who cast out devils. This is the man who saw the dead raised. This is the man, amen, who had visions. This is the man that reached Asia Minor with the gospel. This is the man, amen. This is the one that sent out prayer cloths and aprons and people were healed and demons were cast out. But he said, I have found a law that when I want to do good, evil is present with me. Evil is still present. It's fighting against me. I went to visit a backslid relative several years ago. Tried and tried to talk to him about coming back to church. And finally, they just looked at me and said, well, you just don't understand. It's just different between me and you. I said, how's that? They said, it's just always been easy for you to pray. It's never been easy for me. I said, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You got that wrong. You got that wrong. It's not easy for anybody. I'm telling you, there's a, there is a law that's present with me. There's a law. I'm preaching tonight. I'm preaching tonight. There's a law that's present with me, and it fights against me. This old flesh wants to drag me down every day when I get up. It wants to drag me down. This old flesh wants to pull me back uh, to all the things, uh, amen that have ever tainted my life this old flesh wants to destroy me and destroy the spirit that lives within me I found a law it's a law it's like the law of gravity you understand the law of gravity that means it it's not going to be violated it is in effect. You know why this falls? It's a law. It's not going to float. Because there's a law. Now men have learned how to deal with that law. Men have learned how to propel those jets. But you hear me? The moment the propulsion stops, they've never negated the law. They've just learned how to deal with it. And that law, brother self, that law, from the day we're born to the day we die, that law of sin is always present with us. And we can't take it away. We cannot remove it. It's not going to be negated. We just have to learn how to deal with it. And the moment we quit dealing with it, we fall. Oh, I feel this tonight. I find a law that when I want to do good, there's evil trying to stop me. Read. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. My inward man, my inward man delights in the law of God. That spirit inside of me wants to do what's right. Read. But I see another law in my members. But there's another law in my members, in my flesh. Warring against and it's the law of my mind. Warring against the law of my mind. Bringing me into captivity. The law of sin. Which is in my members. Listen, it is a constant struggle against our flesh to be a part of God's kingdom. 
It's a constant struggle to be a part of the kingdom. Are you hearing me? It's a constant struggle to be a part of the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. But here's what happens. The violent take it by force. Somebody said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fight. I'm going to get something inside of me that every time that law of sin rises up, I'm going to address it. I'm not just going to yield to it. I'm not just going to roll over and play. Amen. Like I can get by. I'm going to fight. I'm going to go to war. I'm going to battle. Here's what he said. Let's read on verses 24 and 25. Listen to this. Oh, wretched look, look, man that look, I am. Look, take all this into consideration. Everything he's just said in these verses we just read. Because we're just continuing on. And he just said, he said man, I'm my inward man. I, 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 I delight to do the law of God. But there's this law in my members. Every time I start to do what's right, I am hit in the face with sin bad attitudes with wrong spirits my old tongue wants to flap against somebody it's there it's there it's there every day it's there and he says in verse 24 oh, oh wretched man wretched that I man am. that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this What hope death? do I have? What hope do I have? When I've got to fight every day, what hope do I have? But he doesn't end on a negative note. Let's read verse 25. I thank I God thank through God Jesus through Christ, Jesus our, Lord. Christ our Lord. That's, so I'm going to tell you, that's who's going to deliver me. That's who's going to set me free. That's how I'm going to get through this. Uh, I can't do it by my own strength. Uh, I can't do it with my own reasoning. But I thank God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. My mind. Yes, so then with the mind. So then with the mind, I, my, I myself serve the law of God. I just got to make up my mind. I've got to make up my mind that I don't care what my flesh is telling me to do. I don't care what my flesh is telling me to say. I don't care what my flesh, amen, where my flesh is trying to get me to go. I don't care what's going on in my flesh. My mind is made up. I'm going to serve the law of God. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a struggle. But the violent, take it by force. Galatians 2.20, one of my favorite verses. But I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I, I live. live. Yet, Yet not, not I, I, but Christ, Christ liveth, in, liveth me. in me. And the life, and the life which I, I now, now live in the flesh, in the flesh I, I live by, by the faith of the Son of God, God who loved me and gave, gave himself for me. me. Hallelujah. That's how we do it. I'm crucified. I'm crucified. I'm crucified. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to go back to the cross. I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to tell this flesh, you're not going to dictate how I'm living today. You're not going to dictate how I'm thinking today. You're not going to dictate how I'm feeling today. I'm going to be crucified with Christ and I'm going to let Christ live in me. So, there's two things he says here in this verse. He says, I'm, I'm crucified. I die. But that's not all. I die, and yet I live. My flesh dies, but the spirit lives in me, which brings us back to the book of Romans and what the apostle said in Romans 14 and verse 17 read 
For the kingdom the of kingdom God, God is not meat and drink, not meat and drink, but righteousness. But it's righteousness and, and peace. It's peace and and it's joy in the Holy but Ghost. This is where it comes from. This is where it comes from. Doesn't come because I'm going to sit here and just think it up. It's not going to come because I'm going to go through the right mental exercises or I'm going to find some kind of uh, life coach that's going to talk me through the things that I need to know to make it uh, over today's hurdles. That's not the way it's going to happen. Here's how it's going to happen. I'm going to crucify the flesh, but I'm going to let the Holy Ghost live through me. And if the Holy Ghost will live through me, it'll live in righteousness. It'll live in peace. It'll live in joy. That's what happens. We can enter into the kingdom. We can enter into the kingdom. But I'm here to tell you we're going to have to do it by force. You hear me? That's the problem. Some of us want to just coast our way into the kingdom of God. We don't want to have to pay a price. We think that because we've repented and been baptized in Jesus' name, talked in tongues 20 years ago, that's all that it takes. I'm telling you, no, friend, every day it's a war. Every day the kingdom of heaven inside of us is so suffering violence every day there's a battle going on every day there's a struggle going on but if we're gonna make it in this kingdom we're gonna have to take it by force so my last verse is Matthew eleven twelve again but they can put that up there I started this message reading several translations and none of them really said what this said because again I don't think they took into consideration the Hebrew connotation of the kingdom of God they're strictly looking at Greek words like I said just with the whole idea of a fox the Greek word is fox but that doesn't really tell you what Jesus was thinking Jesus man was a Jew you got to understand a little bit about all of that to really understand the Greek word itself is not enough and so there is another version that I think did get it right and I'm going to close with this this is the new international readers version it says this since the days of John the Baptist the kingdom of heaven has been advancing with force and forceful people are taking a hold of it hallelujah forceful people are taking a hold of it oh hallelujah that's what we got to do saints of God we got to make up our mind when we get up tomorrow morning we're going to be one of those forceful people devil I'm not going to be your prey I'm not going to be your puppet you you called the shots long enough but I I'm going to take the kingdom by force I'm going to enter into the kingdom by force I'm going to fight my way in to the kingdom and I'm going to fight every day to stay in the kingdom no matter what my flesh says no matter what my carnality says I'm going to be violent. And I'm going to take this kingdom by force. Let's stand tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord together. Let's talk to him right now. I love you, Jesus. Come on, let's talk to him, everybody. Lift your voices. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Why don't we come gather around the front as we close this service out. Let's commit ourselves to the kingdom of God today. Let's commit ourselves to the kingdom of God today. Lord Jesus, I, I'm willing to take it by force. I'm willing, I'm willing to fight my way into the kingdom. I'm willing to fight to stay in the kingdom. Oh, that's it. That's it. God. Come on, come on, come on. You may have lost the battle yesterday. Doesn't mean you got to lose tomorrow. You're going to get back up and fight again. You're going to get back up and fight again. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus the kingdom of heaven has been advancing with force and forceful people are taking hold of it oh hallelujah take hold of the kingdom tonight take hold of the kingdom tonight come on let's spend a few more moments let's spend a few more moments take hold of the kingdom tonight